Hi everyone! Welcome back to Window Chats with Robin, the Instagram Live podcast where I sit by my window and chat with very interesting people. Today we have a cute couple. Uh, it is Julia Borsellino and Sean Colby. Very excited to chat with them. And if you are not able to catch this live, no worries. It is available afterwards on IGTV, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. So. Be sure to catch it, inviting Sean in. Here we go, hoping it works. And okay, be cool. Let Instagram do its thing and then the chat will commence. Sidebar. (laughs) It worked. Hi. Sorry, they're doing fire alarm talks in our condo uh, that just started now, but it might be per floor, so I don't think it's a cool building, so it might be good. Uh, anything we can just go onto our patio they do this like and we always forget when they're happening but it seems to be good the fire marshal stopped speaking (laughs) how are you i'm good how are you guys that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're good it won't won't last long if it does go off it'll just be like a tiny beat there's construction going on above there we're just going to work through the noises. It gives it a little extra je ne sais quoi. Right? You oh just have God. to shout over <laughs> the alarm, and then you'll hear us. Wait, it's usually two seconds, and then it's... There we go. Yeah, okay. it's done. You should be good. You have construction over you? Yeah, so we'll find out if it's if these work or not. So are they truly noise-canceling? We find out today. Get excited. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is what you have to live with when you're when you don't have a house in Toronto and you, you live in multi-unit buildings and and it happens during self-tape. I don't know if you experience this too. You're doing a self-tape and all of a sudden, so I don't know, someone's cleaning the carpet in the building, which is nice. I want that to happen, but it's like no, not while I'm trying to do this live Zoom audition. Oh, that's the worst. Even if it's you know when you finally get a good take and then there's that random ambulance that goes right at the end and you go oh. Can I edit it? I don't know. Okay. There's so. <laughs> There's four people in this live. Okay. <laughs> oh, the, the test is complete. It's done so now. It was just that two seconds, and now they're done. Okay, we're ready to go. We didn't okay. start yet. Okay, now we're starting. I, I like to think we promoted fire safety. So <laughs> get your fire alarms checked, people. This is important, and this is a PSA. Cool. <laughs> Julia, you should have done a voiceover for this. Like. Oh my god, I wish. Thank you for listening to my my VO demo. So kind of you. I did that like when I first got to Toronto two years ago with uh, someone I went to theater school with and she is like a bomb voiceover artist and she made me like sound so great. But I haven't booked any commercials yet. So uh, I need to need to work on my voiceover game. It's it's all good. I think it was great. And you had the I was very impressed with that between that and then I obviously I watched Sean and your on camera demo reel, which was Okay, I got a lot of questions and comments, but the scene you two did together, I, did you write that scene? Like, did you no. write that one? Okay. No, that, that, that's, that's from a, um, a TV show that was shot in Montreal. It's called 192. Yeah. It's not on anymore, but um, we're from Montreal originally. And like, there's basically, uh, there's basically one, two English casting directors in Montreal. And, and so one of them, they know us very well and they, they pushed us forward as a couple. Um, I think we both auditioned, I'm, I'm not sure, I, I think it was that. They pushed us forward as a couple and, and it just so happened that we got chosen as a couple to be on set. That was my first time on set ever. Uh, and luckily he was there because I had no idea what I was doing, but that was really fun. I, I really wish you would have gone full method, Julia, for that and have the keys truly stuck inside of you. That would have been, a choice, in my opinion. Well, the best part about that scene is that, like, all of the scenes from the show, it's a cop show, it's all apparently based on, like, real 911 calls or real, like, cop situations. And I'm like, did this really happen? Or is it someone that's just trying to, you know, manipulate their boyfriend? That was the big question. But uh, I always find that interesting that maybe somebody actually did shove their keys up their vagina. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so censorship on Instagram. This will be explicit. Uh, cool. Now we can swear. Uh, that's <laughs> not that vagina. Swear words. Yeah. No, I mean it's a it's a body part. This is anatomical. We are scientists now. Actors. Done. 
and scene. Okay. But I, <laughs> I know I love that you guys were acting together because I throw my husband in anything I do. And someone actually thought he was an actor. And I thought, oh, no, he's just my poor husband that I had no other scene partner during the pandemic. And he was in everything. And I thought, how nice it must be for you two to work together. Or I don't know, how do you guys feel working together? Is it more pressure? Is it like you do you up your game more? Or do you kind I mean, of, yeah. No, I mean, it, I mean, it's, I feel like it's easier because we know each other so well. And and also like we- We're very used to it. Yeah, we also, and, and you think about like self-tapes, we always have a reader. We always are working on our self-tapes together. Right. So I don't know. I guess we're so used to working together. And yeah. And like we met. Uh, so we've been dating for like, I guess, almost 11 years now. We met in the theater school. Uh, and so we did three years of theater school together. And like we started dating like the first year of theater school. And even in theater mm -hmm. school, like we played like in, uh, in uh, Julius Caesar. He was Brutus. I was Portia, like in something else. Well, we were always kind of paired up. Uh, not all the time, but I think sometimes our teachers use that, you know, in, in, in our performances to pair us up because you just have a natural chemistry. Um, so we're very used to, I guess, working together also on self-tapes. And, and also we worked on short films together. Uh, Sean produced a few short films that uh, I was in. Um, I don't know. I like I like working with Sean. It's fun working with Sean. <laughs> I'm happy we can work together because we want to you know, in the future, like hopefully we can make a feature together, a low budget feature. And uh, I think that's, that's in the cards for us. So it's great that we get along professionally and personally. And also during the pandemic, at least at the beginning more, um, a lot of cast and directors, especially when they were looking for um, parts that were with, that were coupled parts, I guess, they, they wanted real couples because they didn't want to go through the hassle, I guess, of or I guess it was too dangerous, but the at the kissing, point, at the height yeah. of the pandemic, when yeah. people weren't standing next to each other while shooting, they were like looking for real couples for certain roles. So uh, we got to audition a lot together, which was fun. Yeah. Which can be awkward though, when you're doing self tapes together, because you know how it's kind of like theater, because you kind of have to stay open to the camera. Because <laughs> they're, like, they're like, cause they'd, want you, they'd want you to do the scene together in the, in the self tape. Yeah. But you can't just like close off completely. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of that awkward, like 45 Actually. angle thing where you just. <laughs> Classic 45. <laughs> I will say though, once I, there was a certain point in my life where I was like, can I not book something without Sean being on set for you? Cause it's like everything I was booking in Montreal. It was like Sean also on set, maybe not working directly with me, but he was like on set too. And I was like, am I cursed? Like does Sean have to be there? But I'm to announce that uh, Sean does not have to be on set every time we go on set. So uh, there's hope. <laughs> there's hope. That's, that's how you know you're officially an actor when you don't have to act with Sean anymore. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to. <laughs> if I do, it's by choice. It's a, we're in a great position now. <laughs> well, I mean, being unbiased, I think it must be nice that both of you are talented because I feel like it would be awkward if one person in the couple was untalented but still wanted to pursue a dream. I think that would just be a weird dynamic. So I like, I look, I equally watch both your demos. I go, I, I understand what you all bring to the scene. And I very much enjoy them. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And thanks for finding that, uh, that old <laughs> on website. I was like, when you messaged me, I'm like, I just searched Google, like in the past few weeks, trying to scrub things. I was like, where did you find it? And of course on Sean's website, but we just updated those. So now the new ones are up there too. <laughs> well, I'll, I go on Sean's website and Sean, I have to give you credit. You you value yourself and your time. I saw the price of your demo reels. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> my goodness. But then I saw the quality and I understood. But the demo reel edits or the demo reels? Because I do both, the right? The demo reels shooting. Oh, the edits yeah. I understood, yeah. But the, yeah. the shooting. But then I saw the things that you shot and I go, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But still, yeah. sticker shock. Like, okay. I'm basically shooting a short film, right? Exactly. I, you know, I bring cinematographers, I do all the editing, we, we find locations, we, it, it becomes like a low budget short film. And so but it, it's just... it actually like, it sounds like it's expensive, but then when you actually calculate like everybody that you have to pay off in order to pull it off, mm -hmm. like it's not at all. And I, and then we talk about this all the time, how like a lot of actors, um, they'll spend like $800. It was kind of like shocking when we came to Toronto to know what the prices of headshots were here compared to like our market. Uh, which is a smaller market, but um, people are willing to pay like $800, like $1,000 for a headshot session, but then they're not willing to do the same for like two scenes for a demo, which like casting directors are going to want to see, well, how 
if you don't have a lot of credits. Like, they want to see who you are. Like, am I going to give you the audition or not? They want to see what you can bring to the table. And, like, headshots are great. You need headshots. But if you have a demo, that's, like, just, like, a level up that kind of differentiates you from, like, all the headshots that don't have a demo. Mm -hmm. But it's just, like, a weird thing where people don't, um, I guess, talk about doing demos as much as they do about the importance of headshots. Um, but demos, like, having a demo has definitely it's more important helps. i would say it's more important because it actually it's a headshot yeah it can show like what kind of what you can play and what your what your typecast is and what you look like but uh, a demo reel shows your abilities like literally shows like are you good at acting like who you are as you an know actor. Like, and your... and so that's what gets you in the room especially if you if okay you're... fine i'll use your services i know <laughs> no. i need to update my room. i'm not saying i'm not, saying... <laughs> I'm not trying to sell my services i'm just saying that it's something that actors really don't don't think about as much as headshots and it's i would say it's probably more important than headshots just because if you're trying to get seen by casting directors that never seen you the only way your agent can really push you is by is by pushing your demo reel. Yeah, right. You know, by being like, "Hey, look, this is a really talented actor that and look what they can do." Like give them a give them a chance. Yeah. No The thing that was great about your demo reels that you had was it wasn't just you and I've been hearing a lot of feedback from either casting directors or coaches and when it's really just it looks like a scene that was shot in and again there's nothing wrong if you're applying to an agency and you want to mm -hmm. get a an agent to do a scene from a class, but when you're just showing classwork or one angle and it, it clearly isn't an actual scene from something, I've heard it takes away. And this is just what I've heard, so I, I don't know. I personally like seeing what your clips are from and I go, ooh, and I saw some really cool big names in Sean's. I'm like, oh my God, is that is that Sean Ashmore? Okay, was it Sean, is that his name, Sean Ashmore? Did I get Sean wrong? Ashmore. Oh, Sean, Sean Ashmore. okay. Eh, I got the ash. Okay. Yeah, but, it's close enough. <laughs> okay. But I saw, I, I did a double take and I go, oh, hello. So then it kind of made me think, ooh, where is this from? Oh, that's cool. So it was it was interesting to see because I, I know there's a bunch of services out there that do the whole just the actor, focus on the actor. But then mm -hmm. I thought it also was cool to see the other people in the scene and how you're interacting and how you're actively listening to them. So that was yeah, cool. Yeah, well, I think, I think that's what, I think what you're talking about is is the kind of, self-tape style but like highly produced self-tape style yeah, demo yeah. Reel, right which is what you said before which is great to try and get an agent because an agent if you have no experience they know you don't have experience and they're mm -hmm. like okay i just want to see your if you can act or you know like how are you going to present yourself in audition exactly yeah. but but if you're trying to like be pushed out to casting directors and directors and producers a more edited scene that looks like a short film and looks like you're in something like looks like you're in a tv show or looks like you're in a movie it just sells yourself more. It's like just higher production, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know whether it's a real like short film no. or not. They have no idea the unless short, they really go yeah. digging into it. But short film could have went to some like huge festivals. They don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Some of these short films go on and win awards and you go, whew, how? Yeah. No, I mean, some are good. Uh. <laughs> I mean, there's also, just from experience with like submitting to, to festivals, there's so many festivals out so there, many. and oh, there's what? like a lot of them that just like take your money. And, I know. Yeah. And then people like, and then people promote it, and they're like, "Oh my god, we got to this festival!" But like, where's this festival? Who's gonna be there? You know, it's just. It's yeah. still exciting, though. I think you know when you're like when you put your heart and soul into a project, and like whatever mm -hmm. festival it is, who cares? It's not South by Southwest, like. I don't want to name any festivals, but like, I think that's still, it just like proves, proves. It, it's some sort of validation for all the hard work you just put into it, you know? Yeah, but at that point, I'd rather just put it online. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it invalidates your work, but I feel like if you're going to go to certain festivals that are not going to promote your work, I feel like mm -hmm. putting them online would promote it more. Like, yeah. I don't know. Make it go viral. That's it. Because if you're not going to go to the big festivals that really kind of like, like, if you go to a big festival with a short film, there's a good chance that you could get funding for the feature film of that version of, of the film, right? So, for sure. yeah. Well, I did wonder that, and I really appreciate you bringing that up because there are so many festivals where it's, okay, you pay X amount of dollars, they'll put you in the mm -hmm. festival, and then they get money by other people paying money to see that film. But what does the prize really mean? And is it just the people that vote the most? So cool, if more of your friends buy the ticket, then you win what is the prestige? Do people care about this festival? And it's hard to know. There's so many festivals. 
And you know, hey, I like to win things. So I get that. But it, it is interesting to kind of question the validity of certain festivals. So I, I think this is a, a very helpful thing to bring up. Yeah, and we're by no means experts in like the festival world and like what's valid and what's no. not. But it You're is confident. In, like, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> I just I've submitted to a lot of especially like when I did my first short film a while ago, five years ago, five or six years ago. Yeah. And I spent like a lot of money submitting to so many festivals. And I think you need to do that to realize like, oh, I shouldn't do that. But I think it's just part of it. So is that why all your YouTube content is free? You just, I don't know, because you have really good YouTube content, Sean. I was watching it. Yeah, but I don't know if anyone would pay for my YouTube content. <laughs> I mean, that's interesting. I, I mean, I don't know. You have some, I, one of my friends reached out to me when I promoted this chat. She goes, is that the YouTube guy? I'm like, it is the YouTube guy. So <laughs> the YouTube cool. guy. You are oh, the wow. YouTube guy. <laughs> well, you promote yourself very well. I'm always like, and then you, I think I messaged you once and you're like liking your own stuff. And you're like, well, yeah, if I don't like it, who else is going to like it? I'm like, yep. Sean, that's a very good point. I still haven't liked my own stuff because I don't have that courage. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. Start the algorithm. Okay. Jump start the algorithm, right? Classic algorithms. I don't know. <laughs> I just post it and see what happens. Uh, magic. But I, I was watching one of yours and it made me laugh so much, Sean, because it was that audition story where your tongue was blue and you ended mm -hmm. up booking a role. Yeah. And I love that story so much. Um, can I ask you to share it with the group? Uh, I say the group, which is just the three of us, but other people <laughs> listening and watching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, group of six. Let me go over this conversation. <laughs> uh, no, but um, in short, basically, I went in for an audition, and I can't eat before auditions. I, I just, I have this... I guess maybe it's nerves or whatever it is. I just can't eat. And so when I do have an audition in the afternoon, it becomes way more difficult to do that audition because you haven't eaten all day, right? And so with this specific audition, I didn't eat. And so by the time I got there, I'm like, okay, I need to put something in my body. So I went to the store, got a Gatorade, started, you know, chugging it back. And then I go into the bathroom like I do before every audition to like check your hair, check your teeth. And I check my teeth and my tongue is like just completely blue. And I, I was panicking. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? I can't go into the audition like this. And in the audition, I had to sing, too. So when you're singing, like, you're, I don't know, your, your tongue, mouth's your, mouth, your mouth's open. It's going to show. And so I ran to, like, the closest store, found, like, a toothbrush, and I was just, like, grubbing in the bathroom as hard as I could and, like, wiping it with paper towel. And it was, like, still kind of there, but, I mean, in the end, it works. I don't know. I, I maybe it, like, it took my mind off like the audition and just focused on my tongue. And <laughs> that, that's the thing. That's what I thought was interesting from that. The fact that you were so yeah. focused on the tongue. It's like, yeah, I know the rest of it. Just hope maybe I'll, I'll sing with my tongue in, and that's how I'll sing. And that's all, like, yeah. whatever. That's a weird way to sing. Don't sing like that. But whatever it was, the role because you're not focusing on anything else but that. So, I don't know. I'm like, maybe, maybe Sean's onto something. I'll just down some Gatorade before a self tape. See what happens. Just be obsessed with my blue tongue. Julia, you should try it. Maybe, ooh, two different colors. She'll be the couple with the tongues. And yeah, you know, when we get the opportunity, I've never been in the room in Toronto, which has been so weird. I've, I've only been for um, commercial auditions, but I got here like right before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. So all my auditions in Toronto have been self tapes. And I'm like, next time I go in the room, I'm just going to do a Gatorade trick. And yeah. uh, that'll definitely help me book. Ups your booking rate, 100%. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely different. You're going into the room than, than self-tapes, right? There's just like a different type of stress when you go into a room yeah. or when you're self-taping. And it's just like the stress of like memorizing your lines or like forget, not forgetting, not forgetting that, your not lines. Thinking. And that's what's kind of good about self-tapes is you don't, you don't really need to – like, you need to learn your lines, but you don't need to focus on that. You can be more free with them, because yeah. you're like, I can do 10 takes if I want to. Yeah. If, I, if my lines aren't, like, super solid. Whereas in the room, I hear in Toronto, it's like most of the time you only get, like, one. One or two takes, maybe. <laughs> two it depends on the casting director. Yeah. 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 I'm terrified of that. <laughs> because Julia, because I, I was here before Julia. I moved here before, and I hadn't... I you hadn't left been. her? Well, she she was, no. I was yeah. in Venice. I was She's working. In Italy. In, I was working in Italy, and he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I left him, and then he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna move to Toronto." Well, yeah, but I also had at that point because we were both living in Montreal, and we had agents in Montreal. But I also had an agent in Toronto too, so I was going 
whenever I had an audition, I would go to Toronto. So I traveled six far. Yeah. So I traveled six hours and then six hours back. Like, uh, like I would go maybe stay with a friend and come back. And I did that for every audition for For two years, maybe. Yeah, it was long. And then I was like, I can't do that anymore. (laughs) I was, I don't know. Do you get points or something for all the frequent traveling? Is there a benefit? Uh, I was taking the mega bus. So it's like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever, 30 bucks for the mega bus, depending on when, when you get it. But yeah, it was just, it was so much cheaper to live in Montreal and to do that. Oh, interesting. Um, What do you mean? The the condo market is, Super reasonable in Toronto. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super reasonable in Toronto. It's crazy right now. And we always had roommates, too, as a couple in Montreal. So if you think about that, we were paying we were, we were paying like 300 bucks each to rent a place, you know? Or it just like double the price, triple the price here, you know? So it's crazy. Now that Julia's gone, let's talk about her. What do we really think of her acting now? <laughs> <laughs> I like haven't eaten all morning and I was like, Ooh, I'm feeling that just drinking all this coffee. So, Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Alive eating. This is thrilling. Please oh, describe oh, what you're eating. Time? Influence accordingly. It is the first time you never forget your first. This is very monumental for me. Also the first time a couple has shared a screen. It's adorable. Oh, really? Yeah. Sometimes they do this. Did we do this wrong? <laughs> no, I, I love okay. it. I, it's better for the audio. And I think the uh, internet won't have to divide amongst you two. So I think it makes more sense, but. And that way you guys can be close to each other. It's cute. Okay. Like, I don't want to be near her. This is weird. Are we done yet? Okay. Then as soon as this shuts <laughs> off, we go work on opposite sides of the apartment. Yeah. We're, we're done here. I'm there. going back to Montreal. Okay. <laughs> $10 bus. <bust. laughs> so when you were talking about the feature that you guys would want to make, do you have ideas for where you, what you want to do with that? We have or- a script. We have a script already, already structured out. Well, we started writing it. We started writing pandemic. it, like, right when COVID hit. And, like, two, like, you know the three months where it's, like, nobody was really doing anything. Nothing was really open. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't really working much. And we started writing it. And then ever since uh, July of last year, things have just gotten crazy busy. And we haven't really, like, we have it. I have, all, like, all our, our cute, like, made little cards with, like, each scene and everything all, like, kind of fleshed out. But we need to like sit down and write it. Yeah, we just have to like put, finish. Writing we have to it. just be more disciplined. Disciplined with it. Yeah, it's that's why hard. we're having this discussion. I'm not impressed. Can you please write it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is we 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 did a lot of the hard work where I would say is like trying to structure the whole film. Yeah, like what's gonna like happen. what's gonna happen, and and so I think we're like 20 pages in that we actually wrote. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it's just closing it. When will that happen? Maybe in three years. It's just, no. it's so hard because then yeah. we, we both work from home. And, <laughs> uh, like, aside from acting, we both like do freelance stuff. And, like, yeah. that started picking up like crazy because now mm-hmm. companies are just like looking for freelancers because mm-hmm. employees are like quitting and burning out and whatever's happening with industries. Um, and it's like, how do you say no to something that's going to pay you? So, we're trying to find like that balance of like uh, saying yes to things that are going to pay you. But then also we need time for like our creative stuff yeah. um, so that we can finish things. That's, but, why, it's, that's why it's so hard to yeah. create your own work and make your own work because at least for us is there's, there's all our freelance work that makes our money and our, our you know, makes our, our side hustle money yeah. and pays a lot of our bills yeah. and and all, and that's, that makes the acting money that comes in just like pure savings. Right. Right. And so I think that's why we hustle so hard with all our side hustles. So it, it, it has that baseline that it pays for like, it pays for our life basically. Mm-hmm. And then anytime we get big acting gigs, it's like just, just extra money. Right. But responsible I mean, adults. Gone too far though. Like I think now yeah, I, think, sometimes I feel like you- I'm at a point where gone too far into the hustle and I'm like can't need to reel back because mm-hmm. like this is not I'm like am I an actor anymore am I not an actor no, I don't know yeah you always are but it's just you there's a fine line of working too much on your side hustles when they're making you money and then they kind of take away from your creativity. Your, your creativity and your energy right yeah. it's like where do you put your energy like where are you putting you only have so much 
mm-hmm. the where you put it. And if you let your, your, your side hustles kind of take over everything, yeah. it, you, you lose the creative side of yourself yeah. a little bit. Absolutely. Right. And now on top of that, I'm doing, I do YouTube, which is YouTube. When I, I didn't realize YouTube would be this much work. So My there, there's so much editing. I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay, I've done a YouTube video shot. Okay. I, this yeah. little, this first like minute, had way more editing than my entire YouTube stuff. I'm like, there's yeah. so much happening. There's little Sean. There's someone punching you in the face. There's sound <laughs> yeah. effects. There was like a little you. It was yeah. really cute. <laughs> I just done, yeah, I just, I, I, I see all the analytics, right? And I see like, you need to capture people's attention in the first 30 seconds. So like the first 30 seconds, I need to like really have heavy editing, especially because it's just me sitting on the couch talking about acting. Every week, it's like, what am I going to talk about this week? And so I need to, like, capture people's attention and, and try to make it as, as like, you know, flow well, not, like, don't have fat on it, right? But also be interesting and fun. But it's I'm funny. not going to fat shame your video, but sure. Okay. <laughs> and then it takes you, like, 20 minutes to film. Like, you yeah. film really quickly. He films in, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then, like, 20 hours no, to edit. No. Okay, like, 15 hours. No. 10 hours to edit. Like, 7 hours to edit. There's come on, Julian. Yeah, come on. He, just, he tells like 20... him it's 20 hours. He wants it a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I would say it was probably like, yeah, 20 minutes to shoot, 30 minutes to shoot, and like seven to eight hours to actually edit. But the issue is that's not the only thing I'm doing, right? I have all my freelance work, and I do a lot of freelance work for marketing companies, and I edit commercials, and I edit social ads. And so that can really take a lot of time. And then, and then on top of that, there's preparing for auditions and learning lines. And then on top of that, there's taking acting classes. And so it's just, when you add on those extra like eight hours, it's a lot some weeks. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, how am I going to do this? I always release on Sunday. And so sometimes I'll shoot on Friday, sometimes on Saturday. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to do a whole day of editing and shooting. I'm like, I don't like this. Because if I can shoot on Tuesday, I can like slowly, slowly edit the video and then release yeah. it on Tuesday, right? But I, I look, I, I went to your website and I was overwhelmed for you. I'm like, wait, he edits the commercials and he does YouTube and he's doing that. I'm like, how are you doing this? I am overwhelmed. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> well, editing demo reels, like shooting demo reels, yes, that takes a lot of time. Yeah. When I'm shooting demo reels, that's like you're, you're preparing and producing a short film. Yeah. When I'm editing demo reels, like I've gotten really fast at it, fast at, at mm-hmm. like, because what I, what I offer, the service I offer is like, I uh, find all your footage. Oh yeah, right? I saw that. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, I think that's the big reason a lot of people come to me is because they have so much issue finding their footage and like high definition footage, right? Right. And so I've gotten really good at finding that. And, and so that, that, that doesn't take too much time with me. You know, it's, it's a few hours of work. Um, but yeah, and like, I'm not always shooting demo reels. It is pretty expensive as you saw. So not everyone wants to do that. And that's fine with me. Cause that's not what I, I don't, I don't live off that money. Right. So, right. Wait, Julia, what is your side hustle again? Why don't I remember this? I do like a lot of random stuff. Um, I like do like, I guess, admin work virtually. I like proofread. I work a lot with companies in Montreal. I proofread texts in English written by like French writers. I do like, I can translate from French to English. I, uh, right now I'm, I'm working on like a huge, uh, website project where I'm building web pages and helping with the strategy of like the, all the digital world of this company. Um, I, all random, random. I'm like, I don't know what to call myself. You do a lot. I, I project coordinate. I, it's, it's just like a lot of random stuff that like pops up here and there from different clients. Yeah. Uh, but now I guess, cause this, this website project is pretty huge. So it's been kind of like since March, uh, everything I've been doing, um, besides like acting and everything. But like Sean said, then you add on the acting on top of that and like how many hours it takes to learn size and you know, everything on top of that. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, my week was 60 hours. How did this happen? So I'm trying to scale back or just like, I don't know, maybe I'm going to be like Wednesday is the day for me that I don't work for any clients. And uh, that's going to be my creative day. I'm trying to figure it out. I think I've gone too far with the hustle. (laughs) It's hard. It's uh, it's hard to find that balance with anything. Yeah. It's also like, yeah. yeah. And also I think about this too. It's like, I feel like, I think we, we both have have that in us that we're, we're just very, like we hustle. It's like, mm-hmm. we, we really grind it out. And when you're around that, what do they say is like the five people you're around is like, what like is your inner saying? circle kind of influence you accordingly. 
Exactly. And so we're always around each other. And, <laughs> and so I think it just like enforces that probably more, especially because we, we both work from home. We're both freelancers. Right. Uh, we, we, we are with each other like 24 seven. Yeah. Like that's how we know we love each other. <laughs> because we made it through a pandemic where we're with each other 24 seven for like a year and a half almost two yeah. years yeah but i also don't think i don't think i'm the type of person like i can't just like um i i can't just wait around for the next acting job that like i would have so much anxiety and i when i first got to toronto that's what i was doing i wasn't really working that much right. i had a few things here and there but like I didn't have a job here. So I was just kind of like waiting, like waiting to get an agent, sure. waiting to get auditions. And mm -hmm. it drove me crazy. I can't do that. So I, I like, well, I don't know what the balance is, but I like, you know, having stuff to work on so that when there's no acting happening, I'm like, oh no, but I, I'm working. Like I have my stuff. I have a plan for the week. Um, I'm not just like waiting around being like, why are they not calling me? Yeah. It's tough, it's tough as freelancers though. And we talk about that a lot too. We're so lucky that as actors, we get to work from home yeah. and we get to make, we get to have our flexibility to work when we want to work. Sure, we have deadlines, but like if we have an audition, we can like just maybe put our work aside for a day, focus mm -hmm. on the audition, learn the lines, and then do the audition, um, right? Yeah. So there's that flexibility, but at the same time, because you never know when you're going to work, it's so hard to say no to work. It's so hard to, to say no to clients so yeah. you might get you might take on too much at certain points because oh, of that right time. all the time <laughs> but it's like it's it's like i'd rather this than than not have that flexibility and right hey, we can, i can do work in my bed like it, it's yeah. if i wanted to so it's not that's uh, hard to complain no we're, about we're super fortunate yeah. as actors to have that it's yeah. probably one of the best things you can have right for sure yeah. the fact do you both speak french yeah, we both speak French. Julia is way better than me. I'm I'm more we're, English. We're not but... we're not French, so we're no. from Montreal, but we're not. Right. I don't know the term that's used outside of Montreal, francophone and anglophone. I'm not sure. No, I think it's just a Montreal thing. But yeah. so we're not French. We're not uh, French is not our first language. We're anglophone, so we're a little. Yeah, anglophone. but do you put French on the resume? Kind of French is that how French you are? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm part of the French Union. Um, cool. So I did not know there was a French Union. What is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So I'm double carded in Quebec. Well, it's also in Ontario. Even here, yeah. So there's a lot of like double carded commercials where you have to be Actra, which is the uh, Canada, and VA, uh, which is the French. Yeah. Actually, I just booked my first double carded commercial, so I'm congratulations! Uh, Whoa. Yeah, but that, that so that, and so because Julia has is double carded in Toronto, it's such an advantage because there's just not a lot of double carded actors and there's so many commercials that need that. Yeah. yeah. And such an advantage for her. Um, it's a, in that it's aspect, a, it's right? a very small pool from yeah. what I hear double carded actors in Ontario. Yeah. Um, and I guess they don't want to necessarily have to bring people in from Montreal to right. fill that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, probably yeah. tax tax, you know, something with like paying your, your income tax in Ontario or whatever it is. Right. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I understand French completely. I can speak it, but I definitely don't use it enough. Um, uh, we should just do this in French. I wouldn't understand you, but you know, maybe work <laughs> on your French that way. Okay. Well, that's it. In Toronto, I'm actually super bilingual. Like if people hear me talking in Toronto, they're like, oh, you're so bilingual. You're I go to Montreal. They're like, oh, you're so English. <laughs> <laughs> I find that so interesting. It is. It's an interesting dynamic. I when I used to work at reception in Montreal, and I used to always get American tourists that that were like, "Are you American? Like your accent?" And I and I have to explain like the whole like history of like Quebec and like the English and the French. And they still didn't get it. But they're like, "But you're from somewhere else, right?" I'm like, "No. Like I'm born in Montreal. Like they don't understand that there's like English schools and like English like there's an English speaking population and like all that." um should come with one of those like cue cards here's all the information i have to tell so many people i'm done like here you go well, this American. Here's this my card. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> leads to a website about the history yes please i can't do this anymore <laughs> or speak it's only speak in french and then see what happens uh, <laughs> yeah but definitely all my uh side jobs right now well, most of them i like I, I go into meetings in french i talk in french with like my uh co-workers like i work in french mostly for that well, that's also how I got into some, because of, of the freelance editing with marketing companies and production companies here. That was the reason I got in with some of them, because they were looking for someone who could understand French. 
like oh, cool. you'd be like edit French. something in French. And so that really opened the door for me here. Yeah. Right. That's I mean, I think there is a huge benefit. And that's why I'm always so impressed when people speak French. I go, Oh, you guys, union and French, you're gonna be booking. Enjoy. But it's so so it's so strange because in Montreal I would never unless there it's it's tough. Quebec has its own like cultural infrastructure when it comes to like the arts and stuff like that. There's a Hollywood system in Quebec. It's really interesting because they're not gonna watch French from France stuff. I mean they might, but they it's really they're watching like Quebecois content and there's a lot of Quebecois content and it's actually really good. Like if you watch like Quebec movies, they're really good. Um, but they're not so open to like if you don't fit like their idea of like what the accent is. I don't want to get so much hate for this, but um, their idea of like what the let's say the, the Quebecois accent is. And I don't think I have a super Anglo accent when I speak French, but maybe I don't have a perfect Quebecois accent. And so it would be really difficult for me to book in French in Quebec. I won't even get seen. Uh, unless they're looking for someone who's Anglo or something like that. But in Toronto, I find um, in Ontario, there's a lot of different French accents, like all over the board. I don't think there's just one. I think they're more used to also hearing accents maybe spoken like an English uh, person speaking in French, so having an English accent when mm -hmm. they speak French. Uh, and they're more open to that. So it's like when I came here, it was like a different world. They're like, oh, my God, you're UVA? Whereas in like Montreal, like I would never necessarily never be use, seen. Yeah. I would never use my UVA status. No. It just wouldn't happen. I wouldn't book over there unless they were looking for stuff, something really specific. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Com it's complicated to be an English actor in Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly you had to move. Yeah. Yes. Well, you have to, there's like a ceiling, right? Yes. So, yeah. How are you guys liking mm -hmm. Toronto? I oh, love we love Toronto. Toronto. We really love Toronto. Like we, we see Toronto as like more of even though our whole family lives in montreal like both of our families like toronto feels like home to us i like that so, i yeah. mean there's a lot of friendly people here i find when mm -hmm. especially i find in the acting community everyone's very open and helpful so i enjoy that oh yeah. we love that yeah we, everyone's so nice in ontario yeah like, whenever i call customer service places they're always like super like happy and nice and i'm like whoa this is and the, pe and the people you meet and also just like the opportunity here is just it's just way more than than montreal it's just mm -hmm. just what it is right you're there's the opportunity to book bigger things here yeah not even just in acting but with my video editing as well oh interesting well there's, more, be money, there's more money in toronto it's right? a bigger city yeah. there's yeah. more companies here there's more opportunity there's more it's like uh the financial center of can there's just like more right yeah for sure uh, for everything yeah, yeah. It was so interesting, Sean. I saw your clip from the Hardy Boys, and I'm like, this was filmed at U of T, wasn't it? In that, yeah. not like, and I love what they do around U of T when they're filming in Toronto. They just take everything. I know there was a scene in Working Moms. I'm like, this is not a school. Where are you filming this? They just make everything seem to be better than what it is. And I, I just thought it made me smile because I, I live close to there, and I'm like, oh, that's so fun. Uh, that's. So anyways, that's a side They take the good parts of UETA, I guess, and-, and They and do. Them. Yeah, they show the little moss and you go, oh, this person must be somewhere prestigious. Uh, no, it's kind of just like around some grass and they just film the other angle, but sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's cool. Is there, what is your favorite location where you shot open to both of you? Favorite location? Yeah, I've never asked that question before. I'm just curious. Uh, when I shot Hudson and Rex, Rex oh, Hudson and cool. Rex, where you go to um, uh, Newfoundland, right? Mm -hmm. Newfoundland, I believe it's yeah. Newfoundland. Yeah, Newfoundland. St. John's, yeah, St. John's, Newfoundland. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool because you know they fly you out and, and they put you up. And and when I was there, there was a music festival. Uh, it's like the music festival that goes on there. Yeah. Uh, and and so, City and Color was playing, and I don't know if you know that band. But there oh, was just like see, I wasn't acting. No, I had no idea. There was just a blank. Yeah, there's some like there's some bands that I there's some bands that I listened to that that were playing. Like this is crazy. I, I'm so lucky that I get to kind of go on this this music festival where they kind of close a, a street with all the main bars, okay. and you can like go into bars, just grab beer, grab drinks, and just go into the street. And then they have they have the kind of stage at the end of the street. Oh, that's really, really cool. cool. Yeah, it was very cool. I think for me. Last summer, we filmed an MOW in Montreal, 
and uh, the location was, it was supposed to be like a, a bed and breakfast in the movie. And the location was just like this like multi-million dollar house on like the edge of water somewhere and like outside of Montreal. And it was, it was freaking gorgeous. Like literally it had its own peninsula on the water that you would stand there and like all around super you. Windy, it, super windy though. Super windy. Super windy. Every time you were outside, it was like hair was like flying everywhere. Uh, but we got, like, even, like, we got, our characters got married in the movie, and, like, they set up, we got married in the backyard, and they set up, like, all string lights, and it was super gorgeous at night, and every night there would be, like, a crazy sunset on the water, um, so I think that was, like, my favorite, okay. like, it was just so beautiful to, like, witness this. Uh, I think the house was for sale, too, and it was going for, like, $2.5 million, but it was, it was a obviously a really nice location, and then there was, like, people sometimes ski-doing in the background of shots, and you have to kind of wait until they pass by but then they're like trying to get closer because they're like oh my god are there celebrities there you know yeah be something shooting. oh my god I, I also love that it was an outdoor wedding kind of vibe i love watching what a wedding is versus myself having a wedding and i go <laughs> that is not a wedding and uh, reality versus hallmark mow's you go mm. <laughs> people are too happy there has to be some drama someone has to be crying some relative has to be offended. Where is the drama? That being said, I love MOW. So, I mean. Yeah, well, that, and that's, that one's, we were both on that one, actually. That was one of the ones that we got cast together and during the pandemic. And in that film, we got married, which was so funny because I just proposed. Yeah, we're getting a few, a few months before. A, married. <laughs> yeah, but I just You guys were already married in a movie. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. But yeah, it's kind of funny getting married before you get married. I mean, well, I think it saved a lot of money. I'm just saying, if that was your actual wedding and it was televised or wherever they're broadcasting you want, it. You, you want it to be televised? You want our wedding to be televised on MOW channel? Yes, I would like it to be. Hey, guys, fun fact. They actually had their wedding. This was a real wedding. And you would have saved so much money. You got, got craft services for you. Maybe not your choice, but uh, it was there. So... This suggestion, we'll tell, throwing it out there. We'll, we'll tell our kids, like, that was our wedding. We'll just take the footage. It's like a montage. I haven't even seen it, but it's a montage being with, like, music. and will be like, that That was our wedding day, and they'll never know the difference. Of course not. But they'll be happy that you didn't spend more money than you had to. Okay. <laughs> we, got I love paid. It, we got paid to get married. That's there you that. go. That, whoa. That's impressive. The first <laughs> couple I've met that got paid to get married. Whew. <laughs> you have to make an honest woman out of her. That's what happened. It was getting uncomfortable. So uh, one of the relatives reached out to Cassie and said, look, they need to book something. They need to get married. I don't know. I just say stuff. I don't know if that's true. That they get pushed and they know that we want them to. Yeah. But it's funny because my family, like, they're, they're excited that we're engaged and they want us to get married. And after that movie came out or when we were shooting it, they were like, well, when are you going to get married? Like, you got married on, like, set. You need to get married now. And I'm like, what's the rush? There's a pandemic going yeah. on. They're, like, very eager for us to get married. And I'm like, well, we just did it on a movie set. Like, Yeah, whatever. It's done. Now. Like, we, that's, we're, that's we're already so married. Stupid. Yeah, like, we've been together for 10 years. Yeah. We're already married. Yeah. It's like, nothing's going to change but a piece of paper Yeah. at that point. But what a piece of paper. You frame it. You put it on the wall. It's beautiful. <laughs> Do you do you put it on the wall? Where do you put that piece of paper? Oh well, okay. So I'm Jewish, so I have a ketuvah. Um, I okay. got married religiously, and um, <clears throat> it should be on the wall. Uh, it will be at some point. We've been meaning to put it on the wall. Yeah, you just gotta put it somewhere safe. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's an. Int I agree with you with the piece of paper. So yeah, especially when you've been with someone for so long, it's like. Like, I understand. Maybe if you just... Right. Actually, I'm going to get a divorce and then get remarried to him again just to keep it interesting. There you I'll go. let him know. He's watching this now. He'll be like, Robin, stop talking. There's a delay, so I'll see his comments accordingly. Okay. <laughs> you got to keep it interesting. Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. That's how we do it. Okay. <laughs> get divorced, get married, get divorced, get married for you. No. Yeah. It'll be very confusing for the anniversary. I don't know what number we're at. What? How many divorces? <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> These are uh, terrible ideas today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying uh, That's fair. Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you, how did you guys meet Sophie? Because that's how I met you through Sophie and Rooney's Raw Studio. Or what did it call? Is it Raw Actors Workshop? Raw yeah, Raw, Raw Studio. Studio right? Okay, yeah. that sounds good. 
that way. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know that that's like that's like um uh, acting, acting class in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or acting coach, I guess. Yeah, really great ones. Yeah. And so really um I it's a very I guess long story, but I so when I first got an agent in Toronto when I was living in Montreal, so let's say I, I don't even know year. And now I'm just I'm throwing out years. I forget how many. Let's say four or five years ago, I was like meeting people because I was making films. And I was meeting people like when I would come. Maybe I would meet up with someone who's a filmmaker. I was just trying to make connections in Toronto when I was here. And one person was telling me that he had the showcase that he was a part of, of with this class he was doing. So he's like, "Yeah, you should come." So I went. Um, and I was so impressed mm -hmm. by the actors in that class. Mm -hmm. I was like wild away because I just felt like they were all really good, very connected, very real uh, acting going on. Um, and I knew that once I moved to Toronto, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a class with this, um, with this studio. And so I guess three years later, I I came and I and I took a class and then I've just been taking classes I guess ever since. And then when I moved here, I was auditing like a bunch of different classes and then he had like a, you know the master class open class and I went to go see it in person and I remember too like I remember being so blown away by that class mm -hmm. um, and just like watching the work and I was like I want to be in this class and then I and then I started taking classes with Sophie. Uh, so I've done, I think like, I looked, I think I only did one in person with her yeah. and then I've done two online and we're going back in person. And I have never met her in person. I don't know. Yeah. And zoom classes are like, it's nothing against zoom classes, but I just don't, I don't, I just, I feel like it's not the same. I feel like every so often I'm like, Ooh, I haven't done something in a long time. I want to take a class. And then if you do it too often, sometimes I'm like, it's too much zoom. I can't do, I need to yeah. just like a break because it's just yeah. too much like you're working on a computer all day and then you're like going on zoom to like work on a class all day and you kind of it's, miss the connection with people yeah it's yeah. like when you're acting with someone through zoom it's just not the same no right? but yeah. i would say it is really good in terms of like um well, I, I know it's a weird medium, but it's, it's like kind of like a self-tape. It's like a camera frame, right? You can like learn kind of how to use the angles of the camera or just like how to use the camera. You know what I mean? Through Zoom. Like, I think there are some aspects of it that like, for sure. are interesting. Yeah, for sure. I guess that's not, that's like not what, I, it's not the, what I want out of it. You miss the, the class, class connection though. Yeah. Because it, when we when I was going to class, you'd be like after class, you'd be like, hey, do you guys want to go like grab a coffee? Because... You want to uh, it's like 11 p.m. Why do I want a coffee at 11 p.m.? It's terrible. <laughs> Gotta go to sleep. Like day classes, but yes, now they're gonna be night classes. Yeah, it's or grabbing yeah. a drink if that's your thing or whatever. And it was just so much easier to meet people. I felt like I was like making friends. And then when you're like doing the online class, like you kind of meet people, but it's harder. Like we met up a, a few, I think last week, some people from the class we were in. We went to High Park together, and I was like, oh. this is a to see people in person because you just saw them in their little squares and you're all kind of individual um but it, it was nice to be like around actors again it, as you're saying that i realize i have not checked the whatsapp group chat in a oh, very yeah. long time so that makes sense there's a lot of messages i'm terrible group messages and me i don't know if there's more than two three people I'm not reading them especially when it's on whatsapp i'm like i'm terrible sometimes i mute my whatsapp and then i go back and i'm like yeah. uh I didn't answer any of these messages. Too much, though. But, but like, uh, you guys have that WhatsApp chat group thing with, with your class. I've never had that. <laughs> but I think, it's, yeah. I think yeah. it's also, though, because we were on a Zoom class. During, oh, okay. Like, you want to connect. Yeah. yeah you yeah. want to be like, hey, you don't sure. have that social aspect in class that you usually get, you sure. know, between scenes or whatever before or after class. So it was just kind of a way to, like, I think, connect outside as well yeah. with people. Sometimes, yeah, because we're working, like, also individually right now. Mm -hmm. um, even though, like, I have you, you have me. But sometimes it's nice to, like, just be around actors. Like, it was just nice Part, to just like talk to people who are like your people and like who understand you and yeah you can do that online people are doing like readings and stuff online and it's great um but it's just like there's like a human connection in person that just like can't be replaced it's gonna that, be it's we're gonna, slowly getting back it's to. gonna be interesting what that what that class is gonna be like right because we're not out of we're still kind of independent yeah. you know so i don't know it'll be interesting what, i'm excited what like. i can't wait i haven't done yeah. a class in, in person in a year i guess so it's gonna be a year uh going back to just being in person and, and doing stuff live again, which will be fun. Yeah. I mean, the I, one good thing about Zoom is I took a, I took an LA class. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's all, everything is Zoom, right? So I was like, yeah. oh, let me, let me try. This is like an opportunity that I won't get again. You can take classes anywhere right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. 
if they're offering. That's true. I think uh, I'm not going to be ready for how, how tall or short people are, you know, because I already I have envisioned everyone's heights. And then you go and you go, hello, hello. Uh, how, how tall do you think I am? Oh, please don't make me do this. It's like guessing your age. I'm not <laughs> doing this. I'll look at your IMDb later and I'll be like, oh, God, I was so off. Come on, Robin. I'm not looking. That's the only thing I didn't look at in your IMDb. And I'm disappointed in myself. I try and gather my information accordingly, and I did not look at your height, so I don't know. I do not know our heights. Wait, no, here, is there a mismatch between you two, or are you guys equal height? Mis- what do you mean yes. by mismatch? Like, is, is Sean shorter? Is Julia shorter? I'm a bit taller. I'm taller. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm way taller. taller. You're like a little bit taller. <laughs> I, I know, I, there's uh, something about when the height dynamic is really off in couples that I just find it very comedic. I, I don't know. I just think it's very Well, it's the kissing, right? It's the like. Yeah, that's pretty much what it comes down to. And it's just, and then the physio and me is going, that's a lot of neck problems for the taller person and a lot of calf problems for the, yeah, anyways. So, then oh, I yeah. so do you, do you have a, uh, a kind of, um, what's the word? A practice. A practice in Toronto or you do more freelance stuff? Oh, I was, doing, I was doing a lot of home care before the pandemic and okay. uh, still figuring out how to pivot accordingly uh, just because, you know, the pandemic is what it is. So I see a couple patients, uh, but it depends on the case. And yeah. Did you that work is, at a place though? Were you I, was, I was working at a clinic, but then I just decided to do, again, like what you were saying regarding freelancing in a sense. So home care was my version of freelancing uh, okay. because I would hate to cancel on like a patient, I, I just hated that so yeah. much, especially if I knew they needed me. So I was very, I'm very open with my home care patients and tell them the situation and like try and figure out. But you know, if you get that last second audition, I'm like, hey, sorry, <laughs> gotta, can we push it back sometimes, push it forward? So it works mm-hmm. out, but it's just, I always feel bad having to change someone's schedule accordingly yeah. because. But that's super smart of you because it's just, you, if you really want to be an actor, you, you kind of, it's a life, it's a lifestyle, it's a life choice. And you kind of have to figure out everything around it. Right. You have yeah. to put it first and like, mm-hmm. and I tried the opposite. I, I, my I did too. Toronto was like it no. wasn't. It was like on the side, my side hustle, and like I had like a full time job and everything, and it doesn't work. It, it doesn't does not work. It's not work as much as like you. You're like yes, this is working. It's like it's not working at all. And it was only once I quit that job, which I was yeah. so tried to do, and moved to Toronto, that I was like, oh wow, now I'm aligning everything around mm-hmm. that, and that now it's working. Mm-hmm. It's funny how that happens. Yeah, you definitely have to be a lot. Your life, it's a lifestyle, and mm-hmm. it, people that are just starting acting might not realize what it is. They might, oh, it's just this fun thing I want to do. I want to try acting. No, it's like, this is a life commitment. This is something that you need to align your life with, that this is something you yeah. really want to do. And, and you're... Um, and that you're okay doing it, even when it's not fun It's sometimes. Yeah. I think that's the important thing. And it takes long. It doesn't happen like right away for everyone. Some people it does. There are the lucky few where it just kind of, the ball rolls and you're, they just keep booking these big things right away. But for a lot of people, they say like, Maybe you eight, eight, eight to ten years. Maybe you have to your casting too. Like maybe when you're like in your forties yeah. and you're gonna be like the hot commodity, like in your fifty like you don't know. So the long game, right? Yeah, I've decided that sixty is gonna be when I really make it. Like there I'm gonna go. be that that fun sixty year old on set. But I'll be cast for the women that are in their seventies, right? Because that's how the cast super young. But I'll be I'll be that girl. Like I'll but go full, full gray. <laughs> From 60 to like 90, like how old is Betty White? Like she, I know. she's in her 90s. Like you could have a beautiful career that like blossoms and your competition's not going to like, you're going to have, there's going to be competition. It's not going to be as much as like now when you're in your like 20s, yeah. 30s. Well, the, the, older, so many people. the older you get, the less people are doing it, right? The less people are like, cave. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, I'm 40 or I'm 45. Like I'm done. And like the people that keep doing it, are the people that are like, it, they can't do anything. But Sorry. it's also harder, though, because I would imagine that once you get into your 60s, the people that are, like, still doing it are, like, really, like, they've probably been doing it for 30 years, right? You know what, Julia, yeah, don't I... crap on my dream, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you're going to be one of those people. Not... You're going to be like, I've been doing this for 30 years. I'm a, like, super professional. <laughs> I, think, I think that's true. I think that's true, but there are instances where that's not true. And yeah. just, like, sometimes you just got to grow into the casting and the way you look and 
You know what I mean? And it, you're it, like you you might be in this weird range where you're not, you're not, there's so many roles for like under 18, like high school, high school, which is actually looking 25. Right. Um, and there's so many roles in that range. And if you're in between like 25 and 40, it's like this weird like space you're in where yeah. the, the roles might not fit you perfectly. Right. And so, yeah, it's like, what is this? Eh? What is this? What is this industry? <laughs> I mean, we question it, but there's so many of us that are still trying to do it, right? And there, there's yeah. something to be said that all of us are willing to keep putting ourselves out there and auditioning because I think it's just so magical when you create something and work with and collaborate with people and just, I don't know, I, you're right. I can't imagine doing anything else. So that's, I think, why the majority of people push through. Yeah. Like the, the highs are so high. That yeah. Like that moment when you find out you booked something and then you oh. get to that and you like you're an actor. You're always an actor, but like you're on set and you're a working actor. Like those moments are so great that you're like, I don't mind if like the next year I just like work my side hustles and like I'm auditioning. I've also learned, I think now, um, I think I've changed my mindset about acting a lot since I've moved to Toronto and I love auditions now. I love self-taping so Are you much. serious? Go away. Person, when it goes back in person, I think it might be a different story because I get really nervous. But self-tapes, I'm in my home. I'm comfortable. And I'm like, whoa, I get to like try out this character for whatever, two, three scenes. And I've started viewing it like that. And it, it changed my whole mindset towards even auditions. Like even if you're not, even if you didn't book something and you're not working on something where you're getting paid, you get to act when you work on a self-tape. Like you get to... You get to embody another person. You get to yeah. like, you get to do it, even if it's just for 30 minutes. Um, and I, I don't want to say like, that's enough because obviously like I have bigger aspirations than just auditioning. Um, but I'm trying to view it that way and to every time to be like, I'm so lucky to be able to like have this moment to like try out this character or to put my version on this character. Uh, because in the end you can only bring yourself to the table. But I think that's, that's why you have, you have to look at it that way because if you don't, you're going to become jaded, right? You need to yeah. look at it as, as in a positive manner. You got to be looking at it. Wow. This is an opportunity for me to act. Yeah, it's right. an opportunity for me to do what I love and someone else is paying for it. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, maybe self tapes. No, <laughs> but you know what I mean? When you're, you're going paying to a casting room, director, it's kind of, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially when you're going into the room, someone's paying for that room. Yeah. And so this is an opportunity for you to like embody characters and connect with them yeah. and just do what you love doing. And so you gotta, if you look at it in a positive manner, just, you, you just, you can feel it. You mm -hmm. can feel it. Like I was a reader for a, uh, for a few years at a oh, casting cool. director and you feel it when people walk into the room and they have this energy and they're like, they're confident in themselves and, and they're bringing themselves to the role. There's so, there's such a difference when you see like it's night and day when someone does that and doesn't. Right. Sean, this sounds like a YouTube video. It was great. I enjoyed that video. You did made I one do a about, video? yeah, you I've did done one. so many yeah. videos at You've this done point. A lot of videos. I know. You're the YouTube guy. Okay. No. <laughs> the YouTube guy. The YouTube guy. I was actually but, scared. I was actually scared. I I did so at the beginning of the pandemic. I did two YouTube videos, and then I didn't do a YouTube video for seven months. Ooh. Yeah, I only really committed to it in January, end of January, so beginning of February. Well, it's like this year you were like, I'm going to do a YouTube video every week. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And he has. like, Yeah, and when you – let's say I think you've missed like two weeks, then you made up. I double up. You double up in another yeah. week, and I'm like, you've done it every week, so but you're the, sticking to your goals. But the, a big reason why I quit for seven months was I was – I became scared that casting directors – if they look at my name, they'll see it on YouTube and they would consider me a YouTuber and not an actor. I was super scared of that. And so then it, but then seven months later, it kind of like, it went off in my head. I'm like, well, that's so, that's so stupid to think that way. This is actually like, this could actually benefit my career more than, than, than do the opposite. Especially I think it also benefits other actors. I think I, yeah, I you think know, cause I don't like to, I wouldn't say it's good if I watched it. I'm like, I would just wouldn't talk about it. I, the material you're saying that you're providing and the knowledge that you're saying, it's very good. And you test stuff out and you do note that you do get a promo from certain things. So there you go. A little kickback. Um, but I like knowing what material you're using to film stuff. I thought that was super helpful and everything you're saying. I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. And also you're booking, right? It's not like you're this person that just kind of woke up and said, I'm going to be an actor. So let's make videos. You have the knowledge, so you're sharing the knowledge, and I think that's very valuable. 
I think it's really important to like uh, demystify what it means to be a working actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were talking about this last night, actually. I listened to a few podcasts from LA. Um, one broke actress, but one wants to listen to it. And Audrey helps actors. They're really great. Uh, but their whole thing, why they do these podcasts is because we're sold this dream of like being an actor is like, you have to be like, uh, I don't know, Angelina Jolie or Brad Pitt. And like those, I'm like, I don't even consider, not that I don't consider them actors. They're great, lovely actors. But that's like literally like, the Jeff Bezos. It's like the one for, it's the unicorn of the industry. So why are we all striving? And because there's external pressure from like friends and families of like, when are we going to see you in that? You know, oh, that's like, the oh. worst. It's like you can be an actor and people don't realize you can be an actor and you're not Angelina Jolie and you're not the super famous person. Cause most people who want to be actors aren't trying to be an actor for fame. Athena, right. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, trying to demystify this idea of what an actor is and mm -hmm. to just put more information out there into the world that look there's all these people that are actors and they're acting and you maybe you don't know their name or whatever but look at how wonderful their journeys are and look at how unique they are and look at how great it is uh, and i think it's the same thing with your youtube video there's mm -hmm. not a lot of people out there that are doing that and we have we're lucky in this day and age that information is so um, accessible and mm -hmm. you can get it free anywhere, podcasts, YouTube, online. And I think we should be sharing more of that, sharing more tips and sharing how to like ease our anxieties as little actors because we're such anxious little people. Um, and to just, you know, put it out there that um, you're doing okay and, and everything you're doing is fine. And you don't yeah. have to be anyone else. And it's, okay, and it's okay to struggle. I think, you know, especially with social media, a lot of actors only show the good and, mm -hmm. and no one talks about the struggles and just everything around it. I think that's why I was, I was so surprised when I went on YouTube and no one was really doing what I'm doing. I was like, how, really? has, yeah. how has no one done this before? I was like, wow, this is crazy. But also because I, I'm lucky that I have such a unique skill set in like editing and shooting. And so like you do it all yourself. I do it all myself and it comes so easy to me. Yeah. Where I can see if you didn't have those skill sets, it'd be way more difficult. It'd be to, kind of overwhelming. I would never be able to no, do exactly. that. No, exactly. Edit a video? No, no, <laughs> Tough, hard. And just like the consistency is hard, but th that's what keeps me going though. It's just the, the feedback I got uh, and, and the people that keep coming back to my videos and people mm -hmm. really like saying that it's helping them. And that's the only thing that really keeps me going because if I wasn't getting that, it'd be really hard to keep going. You know what I mean? I feel like, I, I, feel I, like yeah. helping, I feel like I'm helping people. I feel like I am giving some sort of, like, I'm not saying that I'm this genius or this, like, master actor. I'm just like, look, this is my personal experience as an actor. This is what I'm going through. This is what I've done. And this is how I work. And I just, I only, I only talk about, like, like my, I guess, my personal journey mm -hmm. as an actor. And if you can relate to that or if that can help you. Like, what, and the same thing with what you're doing, too, with window chats. Like, mm -hmm. bringing all kinds of people on to talk about all oh, kinds yeah. of things. It's just, like, you know, a lot of actors, a lot of creative types. But it just, like, when people listen to other I find when I listen to someone else's story, you just realize how unique everybody is and how unique everybody's journey is. And it's mm -hmm. not uh, a one, two, three, and then you're going to be Brad Pitt. And I, anybody no. who's watching this who is not an actor, stop asking your, your actor friends when they're going to be on Netflix and, uh, and what you've seen. I mean, you ask nicely if you really care, but like the, the goal is not to be famous. It's um, guys, you now can on. say you've been on window chats, so you're kind of a big deal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a journey, and it's an unpredictable journey. But like we were saying before, when the highs are high, they're so high. Uh, there's lows, too. And, and how do you get through the lows? Connect with other actors. Go to acting class. Listen to others and know you're not alone. Um, the lows are the hardest parts, right? They are. But if you can get through those and, and keep going. But back to, like, the highs of acting, because you're saying like, so they're highest high. highs. But it, the highest you get in acting is the moment you book a job and it just goes downhill from there. <laughs> because yeah, because you're like, I booked this job, this is great, but now you gotta do all the work and you gotta do everything and then there's stress of like performing on whatever it is, right? That's and so it kind of slowly goes down like, until, to go to until the last day of set and now you're at like zero again. You say, I think the biggest high for me is seeing myself on a screen, knowing that I made the final cut after I booked it because I've learned that you so you're on a high for like two years. No, 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 no. So I, I do it. I'm very excited and grateful when I book something. And then I just don't think about it. Cause I go, Robin, you've been cut out before. Don't get excited. And then when I see it and I make the cut and I go, Oh my God. And I freak out and I feel like a real actor. That's my moment. <laughs>
It's so I, true. Sometimes you do these things and you, you get cut out. cut out of the final product and you're so uh, excited. And then after you're like, oh, never mind. You're like, I was going to use that for my demo reel. <laughs> Not, Not anymore. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh my God. But uh, every actor you, you talk to, that's happened to everybody. Everybody has gone through that. So then you realize that like, oh, it's not unique to me. Like this happens. And you're, for, always, and you're always will. It always will. Like yeah. it's never going to end. You think it will, but it doesn't. Like, sure, you might big, like book bigger things and have longer um, periods of working. But Let's say you beca- if, you, if you become a series regular, you're going to be working for like a few months, which is like the dream, right? But after that ends, you're, you're back with everyone else. You're just yeah. like, oh, when am I going to work again? I can't imagine reading the script if you're a series regular and reading and going, oh, shit, I died today. Whoops. That kind of thing. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. That's unfortunate. All right. Uh, hopefully book something else. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness, guys. I'm so I I can't stop talking to you, too, but I've taken over an hour of your time. So I am just so grateful to have the opportunity to chat and learn more about you, too. And just thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom and I had a lot of laughs today. I enjoyed it. And everyone, thank you so much for watching. Um, is there anything you two would like to add? I feel like you've said a lot. I don't want to feel like I'm cutting you short, but I also want oh, to value your time. Wrong. It's like that in between. Okay. No worries. Anything to add? I think I'm good. We're just, we're just hanging out, yeah, right? I don't know. We're just, we're just hanging chilling. out and talking. I know. Versus- that's the chat. That's what happens. And yeah, it's fun, actually. But, like, I, it's been a while since... Uh, I mean, we talk a lot to each other about this. It's nice to like, talk to somebody else and like, just like have a, a conversation about this kind of stuff. Nice. Yeah, we're just, we're, we're just an echo chamber to each other. Yeah. <laughs> I need it to be that neutral third party. But tell me my ideas are better. No, no, no. Great. That says I'll do it offline and then just separately message you two that each of you is superior and then deny messaging the other one that that's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> thank you both so much have a lovely weekend and i will share this everywhere that's how i roll thanks robin thanks so much bye bye bye